government and the pandemic i'm going to evaluate the pharmaceutical companies the government's involvement with the pharmaceutical companies and then how does it all tie into the pandemic that has seemingly all of a sudden disappeared and what happened to all this misinformation that we were being kicked off the internet for lots of people lost uh, their careers for saying the wrong thing on the internet lots of doctors lost their career for saying the wrong things or not following the narrative. Hell, lots of workers lost their jobs because they wouldn't get a vaccine or they wouldn't follow through spitting out these lies that they wanted to be told. So there's so much manipulation, deceit, and just heresy involved in all these people. It just blows my mind how deep and thick this shit is you would think this is a conspiracy but I have all the facts in front of my face so it's for the people that think it, it's a conspiracy out there and bought into all the media and internet fraud that was pushed by the pharmaceutical companies, the government the news media, the, the agenda that they're pushing there's so much lies I'm going to give it to you so let's get started with healthcare we need to go to the source of the issue, so we're going to talk about what we do with healthcare. We're always treating symptoms. Our society, as you know, has become obsessed with the treatment of symptoms. It's what our healthcare system is based upon. Very rarely do we actually address the root underlying cause of an issue. So, in the United States, we have about 130 million of our citizens that are type 2 diabetic or pre-diabetic. And our symptoms treatment would be something like metformin, for example. Danny, you probably know about this. Absolutely. Yeah, so that this is how they treat blood sugar. But our system is not well-versed in addressing the underlying cause of abnormal blood sugar, sugar management. Addressing what's happening in the pancreas, the liver, insulin sensitivity, or the cells, or the underlying metrics because of the disease manifestation. Diabetic, diabetic, excuse me, symptoms is an adjustment that the human body makes to basically try to keep us functioning and keep us alive under unideal circumstances. It's giving you feedback that, hey, the body's got to change and we have an opportunity to change, but you know what? Let's just, the, the drug world, the doctors, everybody just tells you throw a drug at it. And that's not getting to the heart of the matter. Doctors don't talk about nutrition and exercise. The lack of education is because that's what we profess. That's what we point our doctors towards here in America. And what you'll find in some of these studies that doctors are led to lean on is education from pharmaceutical companies after they leave college. Continue, continue, get, their continuing education is from pharmaceutical companies. So how are they going to know what to tell people the right thing if they're being told the wrong thing from drug companies that want to make money they here's the thing is a lot of them as smart as some of these doctors are they just are not educated you said it right on (laughs) exactly what you just well i I got it in a study here and i'm going to go over those facts as well 
they're they're just not educated in nutrition. And I've the, literally the, received the pressure. extremely bad advice. I you, have you got I, bad advice. I've received bad advice. I've had counselors that worked with uh, physicians treating. The smartest person I ever went to was an Indian doctor. She was from India. She was my endocrinologist for a while when I was on a specific insurance. And she even told me, she said that basically in America, it's a lot different than being in, say, India or another country to where maybe you have better provisions as, as far as like food consumption and stuff. Everybody needs to know that 85% of all our food here in America is bad shit. for you. It's added sugar. It's shit. It's terrible. It's like processed. It, Even trying to new stuff. Yeah, it's it's not the same. Like uh, the the regulations in different countries, like this, like in Europe, they ban foods that we have readily on our shelves here. They're more strict. Our FDA is literally letting food companies poison us for profit. They don't give a fuck. Well, Europe, well, Europe, most of Western Europe, they don't import American goods anyways, food related. So Smart they put guys. a stop to that. Girls, they put a stop to that almost a decade ago. So, I mean, I don't blame them. Yeah, I've got a friend that lives. In, I've got a friend that lives in Denmark, dude, and he's always said that. You know what? I work for an American company, but things are different here. Our our government's not trying to murder us. Well, and I'm like, okay, well, makes sense. Let's look at the behavior of the pharmaceutical companies to really get a feel for what type of entities we're dealing with. Okay, in the United States, we have 70 million of our citizens currently on prescription medications. We are the most drugged nation in the history of humanity. At the same time, we're also the most chronically diseased nation in the history of humanity. This is making billions of dollars for pharmaceutical companies every single year. Tens of billions of dollars, as a matter of fact, for many pharmaceutical companies annually. On the treatment of symptoms, like we said, it requires sickness. Oftentimes, they're profiting from your pain out there. One of the glorified heroes during the pandemic we've been through is Pfizer. So let's talk about some of their practices. Most people don't know Pfizer was ordered to pay the largest healthcare fraud settlement in the history of the Department of Justice, paying out $2.3 billion. This is not the only one. But after pleading guilty to a felony violation, corrupt practices by this entity that is being glorified as the hero during the pandemic for their vaccines. It's important also to know in another instance, Pfizer was the first drug company to ever be convicted of a RICO charge. Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act laws that were created to help combat organized crime syndicates, illegal drug trafficking like the mafia tend to be tied to RICO litigation. That's Pfizer for you. The first pharmaceutical company to ever be convicted of RICO. Isn't that amazing? So there's just two, two sightings of how... Look at the integrity of this company. Pfizer was also ordered to pay $1.2 billion to settle lawsuits stemming from their drug Primpro that caused women, women to develop breast cancer. Not women that had it. These were healthy women. They got it from the drug. Internal documents showed that the company intentionally suppressed information while profiting mightily and destroying the lives 
the lives of countless innocent women. Pfizer was caught illegally testing an experimental drug also on children in Nigeria. Many children died. It took 15 years for those families to be compensated. Pfizer was also caught bribing foreign governments and regulatory officials in other countries several times. Just one of these times that they were caught resulted in $60 million fine for corrupt practices and bribery in countries that included Russia, Bulgaria, and China. It's not just Pfizer, but there's the breakdown for Pfizer for you. That's one of the main people making your vaccines for you out there that all you people trust. Okay, let's move on to another big player in the middle of the pandemic. Since we talked about Pfizer, obviously you see they don't have a great track record. Let's talk about Johnson & Johnson. Ah, Do you use any of their products, Danny? You got anything Johnson Johnson in your house? (laughs) No, dude. No way. And I know better. And most people should know better, but they probably don't. Well, most people don't know what shit they have been caught doing illegal. It gets down to even stuff like baby powder. Like stuff most people just innocently throw in their underwear to keep them from sweating. They don't know. They've gotten deep shit for some of the stuff they've done. So let me go over what they've done. They were caught committing corrupt corrupt practices resulting in a $70 million fine for bribing doctors in European countries. Well, that's already despicable, but let's keep going. For years, the company tried to hide its illegal activities by using sham contracts, offshore companies, and slush funds to cover its tracks, just like a mobster, kind of like Pfizer. As they bribe officials in other countries, doctors in other countries, to make their drugs more prominent in those places. Okay. Prosecutors said that Johnson & Johnson had provided significant assistance in their investigation of other pharmaceutical companies who were committing similar crimes, resulting in a reduced crime for themselves. So they're snitching on other pharmaceutical companies to reduce the weight of their own fines. At least a dozen other major drug company and device makers are under investigation for similar crimes as Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, they see the ethics here in these companies? Great people. Okay, so I want to take it a step further. Let's talk about one of the biggest issues we're facing right now. Many people think it's over, but it's not. The opioid epidemic. In the United States, at this very moment, the number one cause of death for people between the age of 18 and 45, the number one cause of death, drug overdose, specifically from an opioid, fentanyl. It's a synthetic opioid. Now, how does Johnson & Johnson tie in, right? Well, let me get to it. In 2015, first of all, let's talk about the deaths. We had 50,000 Americans who died from overdose. Okay, 50,000 in 2015. By 2020, it's 100,000. It's doubled in just a few short years. Well, the advent of opioids being so readily available has ushered in collective support and collective work from several pharmaceutical companies. Purdue Pharma, one of the forefathers of getting these opioids out and reframing their use, not just for very severe cases, of people experiencing pain, but marketing towards moderate, mild pain. That's how they did it. And how does Johnson & Johnson plan to this? 
Johnson and Johnson was ordered to pay part of a $26 billion lawsuit for their contribution to the op- opioid crisis that has now killed half a million American citizens. It's a worldwide issue. Part of the issue is they're the world's largest producer of a genetically modified super poppy with really high levels of opioids. It's used to make all these opioid-based narcotics that we have on the market. Everybody's buying their shit from Johnson & Johnson. They're the kingpin. They're El Chapo. If you want your you want your straight cocaine, you go to El Chapo. You want your straight opioids, the best of the best, the cleanest, best, most powerful shit, you go to Johnson & Johnson. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and give me that. Go ahead and give me that Chiva. I need some heroin. (laughs) Johnson and Johnson is the fucking El Chapo of the fucking opioid world, man. Crazy. Giving products to other drug companies. That's how they do this. They sell their super poppies to create all the products that opioids are made from. Okay, so when they're coming out with new products, it's written in that there's going to be collateral damage. This is how most of the pharmaceutical companies do this. They already have it calculated that these incidents are going to take place at some degree. And when the fines hit, it's scraps to them. They can create a problem for them to solve it. There's a war on pain that was manufactured. It was just made up that allowed the opioids to become so prevalent in our culture. And then they just... It, it's so funny how they, there's just like they brainwash people or they put pressure on doctors or whatever it takes to get their product to be pushed hard. It's a big business, man. You gotta have it. It's sick. When you look at the amount of fines that they keep getting over and over billions of dollars, millions of do- millions and billions of dollars over and over again, but they keep doing what they're doing. Well, you got to consider how much money they're making. They don't give a shit. That's why, like I just said, it's scraps to them. It's planned into the program. They literally plan this into the release of the drug. They go, well, you know what? We're going to make $100 billion. If we lose $20 billion, no big deal. It might happen. It might not. These are the time We're talking about when they get caught. We don't know about when they don't get caught. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Secrets in the sauce. Yeah. Let me get back to where I was. Oh, shit. I lost my spot. I mentioned I'm going off Sean Stevenson's uh, research he did on all these studies out there and lawsuits and everything. So that's what I'm pulling from. The guy is wonderful researcher. Okay, so they're also caught, Johnson & Johnson's also caught illegally promoting antipsychotic drugs to be used for children and people with developmental disabilities. United States Department of Justice noted their criminal and civil fines were a combined $2.2 billion for their, again, illegal criminal activity. Keyword here is caught, like I just said. Caught. There's a small percentage of the time that these companies get caught committing crimes. Crimes against humanity. Fraud, bribery, manipulation of data that leads to oftentimes thousands or more people dying. Okay, there's more for Johnson Johnson. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I, this shit's it's, it's so fucked up, dude. I mean, when I started, yeah. I started reading through this shit. I wanted to throw up on myself and eat it. 
it makes you, it kind of makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes you wonder. And, and as a parent and I've been a parent for almost 22 years now. So it kind of makes you wonder when you used to watch all those little Johnson and Johnson baby commercials. Oh, it's great. You're saying this. Cause the next up is baby powder. Oh, I mean, dude, just the baby oil, the baby powder, all the stuff that Johnson & Johnson is, like, professing is the greatest on earth. Uh, okay, yeah. Just, Everybody just, has this puristic idea of Johnson Johnson, like you probably do. Well, you probably I don't. Mean, you, no, I know, but... You're a little smarter than the average public. Not to knock anybody <laughs> in the dirt, listen to this. You're, you're given an agenda. You're pushed a certain agenda by advertising by the TV, by the media, it's everywhere. It surrounds you with this good narrative. You see little babies happy using Johnson Johnson, no tears and baby powder. Uh, Pardon me. And all these things (laughs) that Johnson and Johnson does. Oh, they are angels on this earth, right? Johnson and Johnson's got to be just freaking. Well, the thing is, dude, Give, give people the benefit of the doubt. It's just misinformation. And a That's, lot of it's people so don't. hard to see through it. When you're brainwashed yeah. like this, like it's constantly pushed on you. Propaganda is down to a science, folks. These big advertising, com- advertising is brainwashing. That's just the it, bottom it's line. Propaganda. It's, it falls in line. Brainwashing, propaganda, it's the same thing. Our government and media sources, big companies, all have this down to a science. They know how to make you want and do things that you really don't even want. So let's go on to this innocent product that we all know, since you were kind of just talking about it. Johnson & Johnson was ordered to pay $4.7 billion to women and families of victims who died and developed ovarian cancer as a result of using the flagship baby powder it's innocent internal documents revealed johnson and johnson knew there was a strong cancer causing compound in the product nearly 50 fucking years yep this wasn't a year five years 10 years 50 fucking years they knew it and were putting it out there for people to put in their crotches to keep them dry, putting on their babies, didn't give a fuck who it killed as long as they made money. Makes you wonder if that Johnson and Johnson baby fucking got cancer and died. I hope not, but it's, it sounds like it's likely. I mean, yeah, for sure. Listen to this. Now, it's already corrupt what they did anyway, suppressing information for 50 years when they knew it had cancer-causing ingredients in it. They Johnson & Johnson used a clever bankruptcy maneuver to block the lawsuits that came and shield them from liability. They're so smart. Isn't this ingenious? I mean, look at the integrity of these companies, the honor. These pharmaceutical yeah, companies... Like these pharmaceutical I mean, companies are the ones you're buying fucking injections from that have not been tested properly and sticking in you and well, we this saw is, what happened uh, go ahead that's all we saw what happened with the uh johnson and johnson <laughs> the the that they was were the, the that was the quickest one to start causing myocarditis and people having heart attacks and blood clots yeah well those figures i mean look at them they're they i think they're almost in the business they might as well have doctors working working for them <laughs> 
Well, yes. Yeah, it's, it, ah! it almost seems like their plan. Like, I, no, I really don't think that they plan on killing people, but I think they formulate products and they go, you know what? We spent a million dollars developing this. So what? There's, it's going to give some people some cancer. Oh, so what? Some people are going to get heart attacks. Oh, so what? It's going to do this or that. You know, it's going to like any. We're going to make lots like of money, good. though, so we can pay for the fines. It's not ah, a big deal. If we get caught. It. If we get caught. If any big company didn't do something dirty to cheapen their product and make a huge global profit off of it, they would just not be a normal company, I don't think. I mean, that's just it. Seems, like it, it, it seems so. The biggest companies you do, you got a point. They have a, a, it seems like they have a history of doing these kind of practices and trying to hide it until they're caught, if they get caught. So many people don't get caught. That's what I'm that, really. That that could be a that could be a whole nother podcast. I mean, we go off on Nestle, Nabisco. So many companies that are. Fucking oh, chilling. dude. Oh, seriously. Like I mean, just seriously. literally. We're just. I've, I've got a package right here that you could read. This bottom ingredient. I just want to say this real fast, dude. And I don't know if you've ever seen this because I've never. Your mic. I've never seen this until today. Hey, and my wife pointed it out, which is. Kind of blows me away. What chemicals I was thinking are in there? Myself, no, it's not that. It says contains bio, a bioengineered food ingredient. <laughs> That's what it says at the bottom. There you go. It's not even, dude. You go through all the ingredients. What kind of bioengineered cool. ingredient? That's all they have to put. It's a little. It's a little cup of ramen. Well, for all you assholes out there eating ramen, stop eating it. Just so you know, everybody should everybody should do what you're doing, Danny. Read your ingredients on your stuff. If you don't know what something is in the ingredient list or you can't pronounce it, don't buy it. Buy the most natural, <laughs> pure things you can. Buy something with less than five ingredients in it if you can. If it's got 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 different ingredients in it, and you see all these different chemical things. There's lots of products the FDA allows under Gross. It's generally recognized as safe list, but it's not proven safe that we have here in America that no other country has, and they will allow them to put it in food products. It's fucking bullshit. The standard, the standard for FDA is they have to list the five, the five top ingredients in a product. After that... They don't have to take. They don't have to tell you shit. Plain and simple. That's our FDA. That's our government. That's those are the people that are supposedly taking. This care is of. why I think we need to talk about this stuff. If we don't learn from the history, if people don't know about this stuff, then we're destined to repeat the same things over and over. And it's hidden. It's suppressed. The media doesn't talk about it. It's not published in any journals. It's not put out in any magazines. It's not on the internet. You have to go hunting to find out all this evil stuff these companies do. They hide it. People, well, people need know. to know this stuff so we don't keep putting up with this as a, a populace. Uh, I mean, if we keep buying their products, then they're going to keep profiting and they stay in business. We need to stop buying their stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the evidence has been there since like after World War II, man, when they started processing food. So there's been fact all the way back to the 50s, like around the Korean War time, where 
they started processing food because the world thought that, hey, you know what? We can't feed all these people. Our population is growing, so we need to find new ways to make food. And that's where processing of food came in. And from that point on, they that started. That was probably around the Great Depression, right? No, it was after World War II. They had commercials on when my mom was growing up as a little kid. They used to talk about the little, I don't know if you ever seen them. My dad had someone who's in the Navy, the little protein packs of like peanut butter and crackers and all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, we jump. want you, we want you too to be strong, America. Yeah, we're making our fight, we're making our fighting strong. That's how they sold it. Look you're at our super soldiers out on a ba- battlefield. They're you're eating you're this shit. <laughs> you're going to be they're strong eating this garbage. Yeah, that's why they're all getting bullets to the gut, dude. They're all fat fucks, and they can't even run fucking half the distance to get away from a bullet. They're running, and they have, a heart, they have a heart attack, and then somebody guns them down with a fifty cal. They, they, they go to do a blood test and find out why the guy died, and it's like straight peanut butter extract. <laughs> His blood's peanut butter. <laughs> we, take, we, we, we call it peanut butter, but it's not really peanut butter. It's like... 80% vegetable oil or some shit. <laughs> yeah, something that's going to kill you. Okay. Well, anyways, yeah, we got off on a tear there. Let's go to another company because I got another one to talk about. I mean, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson, they're involved in this shit going on right now. Let's talk about Moderna. Everybody's heard about Moderna. Moderna has never had a drug authorized ever. The mRNA formulation was their very first thing to ever get approved. And they've tried with other drugs. So Moderna has been trying and losing money for years, but somehow this one got approved. Most people don't realize. How many people do you personally know that's actually gotten the COVID shot? Um... I know so many that's done so many different varieties. I don't know anybody that did Johnson and Johnson because they'd be dead if if they did. So I think I literally I literally only know one person. I think I literally because most people that I know are kind of like my mindset. You know, they came out with a new booster, right? The booster Moderna. is just the same. It's no different. Well, the booster. I'll, I'll go over oh, that weird. in here because the booster is a lie. It's the same thing. It's the same vaccine. It's no different. Well, I just want to say that uh, my son went down and got the booster. and uh, They want you to take four week, shots. Well, yeah, after the week, about a week after, he started breaking out in these really fucked up hives, dude. Like, he's covered. I hate that you know so many people that have had the vaccine, because I've got some disturbing information to share with you. In CDC and FDA tests that weren't released to the public, but were put in medical journals. And if you're a good researcher like Sean Stevenson that got all this stuff, he brought it to the public eye. Well, please share while I take a piss. Okay, well, I'm going to jump on to Moderna. Okay, so like I said, Moderna's never had any drug authorized till this vaccine. Most people don't realize the NIH, the National Institute of Health, who we have been looking, us the people, we have been looking to them for guidance on what we need to do during this time. That's like uh, Fauci, basically. The NIH, National Institute of Health for the United States. Well, the NIH co-owns the patent on the Moderna vaccine. 
Now, you don't see any conflict of interest there, do you? Several current members get financial rewards from the profits of Moderna sales. Do you not think that there would be a vested interest in them promoting this product? This is not supposed to take place within our government. This is pharmaceutical companies and government being interlaced. I mean, this is it's total corruption to me. So, okay, let's go on to one of the members of Moderna. This guy is really a wonderful dude. Let's talk about him. At the, on, at the onset of the vaccine campaign, there was a guy named Monsef Slau. I can't even say his name. I'm not going to try to. Fuck it. Who cares? Y'all get the point. Let's call him Jackass. Okay, Moderna. The guy, we'll just call him Monsef the Jackass. He was able to leave Moderna and become the chief scientist of the United States government's COVID vaccine development effort we call Operation Warp Speed. What do you know? While he continued to hold millions of dollars in stock options with Moderna. Interesting. They got that drug approved, don't you think? He got to work for the go government? Figure. Yeah, go figure. Yep. Now, that's uh, obviously, again, clear conflict of interest. You would think it would never happen, but it's more common than you realize. Monsef in the past was fired from his position at GlaxoSmithKline, another pharmaceutical company for sexual harassment allegations. So he goes on to work for Moderna, then to the government after that. So this is the, the caliber of human being they're putting involved in this. Sounds like a psychopath. It's un... I, I can't even believe this shit's real. This sounds like some shit out of a fucking movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what's left out of the conversation today are the quantities of character integrity congruency honor that we should be demanding from our political candidates multi-billion dollar entities that has so much influence over what the government is doing right i mean that's the point of all this and there's more I, I, I hate that I've just got so much to tell you, but at the same time, I want you to know what's going on, right? Merck's got a new COVID-19 pill that's projected to be their next multi-billion dollar blockbuster drug. One of the former blockbuster drugs they had was a painkiller called Vioxx. It cost approximately 100, I'm sorry, 140,000 heart attacks in unsuspecting consumers and killed over 60,000 of them. That's a fact. That sounds like a good buy to me. Yeah, killed over 60,000 Americans. No problem. They, they put that out. Young people having strokes, heart attacks. Merck was able to manipulate the clinical trial data, data and hide the fact that there was a huge risk, which resulted in killing tens of thousands of people to get their drug approved. And they did it. And I guarantee you, it was worth it. No, yeah, it was the, standard. In the end, <laughs> in the end, when you make multi-billion dollars, even if you get caught doing this stuff, and what the fuck? You kill over 60,000 people? Who, nobody goes to jail. The company doesn't get shut down. In none of these instances I've talked about, nobody went to jail. 
and another thing is too is to understand that people don't really take it serious because it's not them dying or a loved one dying. But it's if a, it it's also underreported. It's underreported. If it was reported sure. on every day, like the fear of COVID, oh, be scared, COVID's out there. Oh, these many people died today. Watch the ticker go up as everybody's body drops. You remember how they did that shit? Oh, yeah. If sure. they did that about these pharmaceutical companies, every single day told you how many people they killed. They're in court. They got to face the charges. People would be appalled. They're not. We're not told about this stuff. It's hidden. Yeah, people aren't aware, for sure. The majority. There are some out there, but most people don't understand that it's it's heavily against them. Well, it's, we are it's the sad guinea and tragic. We are the guinea pigs. We are the suckers. We are the ones that don't matter to big business, government. It's all, you know, it's it's we're numbers to them. We're figures on a piece of paper. We're a way to make money. They don't give a fuck about our lives. It's Why a, stay away from using drugs, man. Anything. I just other than metformin, because I know it's been around since like the 1950s at least. Well, it's got one of the safest um, profiles of any pharmaceutical out there right now. And it has been around a long time. And it it does, its safety profile is, it does way more good than it could ever do bad. The only thing you have to worry about is metabolic acidosis with metformin. With super high doses, that could be a problem I've seen. But the rarity of those cases happening... It almost never happens. But that's another thing. I've been on that shit for like eight years. No problems. Yeah. So we're seeing a situation here where people think if something is published in a procedure peer-reviewed journal, the peer reviewer actually is analyzing the full clinical trial data, but that is usually not the case. It's not what happens. Pharmaceutical companies provide summaries of their data. Basically, they can tell the peer reviewer whatever it is they want to tell them. Then the peer reviewer isn't replaying and recalibrating and retesting the clinical trial. The pharmaceutical company gets to grade their own fucking homework, basically. Then they turn it in. (laughs) They turn in what they want. They turn in what they want the teacher to see. And that's how it works. The bulk of their money... Here's where the bulk of their money is going. And this is what I mentioned to you earlier. It's going to physician education. You think your doctors are trained by the university that they go to. Right? It's not. (laughs) It's literally like... It's moving so quick about two years after they're out of the medical college of their choice drugs and stuff coming in to you know our line of fire out here in uh, real life they've got to get re-educated they got to know what is the current best thing what is the best thing I can be prescribing to my patients and so the only way for them to stay educated on this stuff is reliance and being pushed on by the pharmaceutical company to educate them now the pharmaceutical company wants to do this because they can indoctrinate the doctors. Unfortunately, we have a culture of leaning on pharmaceutical reps who are not doctors or educated in this field to the degree where their education, what they need to be prescribing their patients, is necessary. 
drug reps are using studies, they get published in peer-reviewed journals. Again, we just talked about how that works. Most physicians are not trained in even analyzing this critical peer-reviewed data. It's all so sad the way it works. I think I think that Hopkins has kind of made a stretch to go a little bit further and help these doctors kind of be uh, up with the times because, like I said, I personally dealt with doctors that just – I asked them straight up, did you get your fucking degree out of a Cracker Jack box? Like, for real. Like, you're dumb. And it's sad whenever a human being that doesn't really know that much about the medical industry can walk in and say – damn you're dumb like for real like and the fact that i'm even here like er's are the worst we talk about treating symptoms that's all they do and even most doctors today when you find a doctor the a primary care physician i'm sorry let me rephrase that primary care physician 99 out of 100 are fucking stupid they just don't know they give you bad advice they try to nurture you with these drugs that you know are not good for you maybe you take them maybe you don't i've i've been half and half i've definitely taken some shit i'm like dude i wish i never had taken that it really fucked me up i've had that like gabapin gabapin that was one that was pushed on me i've been pushed gabapentin before too yeah dude and i don't need to even tell you about the problems with gabapentin now I had I, I had edema, neuropathy. I had all sorts of fucked up shit happen using that. So, it, which is what it's supposed to prevent. <laughs> yeah, you know they say gabapentin. It's a multi-use drug, right? So right. it's good for like epilepsy. It's good for right. I was uh, giving it off schedule. For, I was giving it off off label for anxiety. From a psychiatrist, from a psychiatrist. So it, yes, it's supposed to work for epileptics and people with anxiety. I've been given so many drugs that I immediately. But you, but you actually, what what was that? That didn't work. That was horrible. But you experienced, but you experienced neuropathy from taking the drug. I had neuropathy and swelling, huge edema in my legs, water swelling. Yeah, which is what is supposed to prevent, which was what I was prescribed for it. You know, <laughs> it does the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So I'm diabetic, dude. And they're like, dude, you got neuropathy. Like your shit's all fucked up. And this dickhead gave me gabapentin. I went to the endocrinologist. It was making my nerves in, in my legs and my fingers and shit go numb. Like I couldn't feel things. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean. That's the I started having like psychological. I started having psychological issues from it, dude. Literally. Oh well, I, so I can I say mean, this too. I listened to the doctor and took it for like two months, and when I stopped, I had mind problems too. It fucked up my head. It was dangerous. Wow, what? It was very dangerous. Wow. Very fucking dangerous. Yeah. There's well, one they, example they, for they you, look, folks. Well, Me and Danny had the same yeah. exact experience with a shitty drug that. Push for completely different symptoms. He's diabetic. I had anxiety, but we're both given this fucked up drug that gave us nothing but bad side effects. There you go. You've probably experienced it out there yourself. Well, they say now it's a Schedule 4 drug, like really hardcore narcotics are now, like Oxycontin and shit like that. It's a Schedule 4 drug because it is that dangerous. And well, they it's recognize fucking, it. It's, so. definitely, it's definitely dangerous. I'll say that. 
I don't even see the benefit of taking it. I didn't see any benefit. Well, they, say it's, they say it's also addictive. Well, that's probably why yeah. we both felt mental issues coming off of it. Our brain probably started getting addicted to it. Maybe. I, I started feeling like brain zaps, like kind of like coming off of SSRIs. I just started thinking about putting a fucking ice pick through my own eyeball. Uh, but, I probably thought you know. that. I probably thought that same thought too. Jesus, their own. <laughs> <laughs> so the system is a revolving door. It's to make a profit, and physicians are forced to be in a structure where they don't even have much time to work with patients to understand what the root cause is, even if they want to. So that's why a lot of this shit is happening too. They're educated by the pharmaceutical companies. Then they don't have time to spend with people and really try and treat them. Instead, it's all about symptoms. So fuck that. Let's just move on because we know me and you both have experienced that shit. Okay, the EJS Center for Ethics at Harvard University states that properly prescribed drugs cause about 1.9 million hospitalizations every year. Properly prescribed. Another 840,000 hospitalized patients are given inappropriate medications that cause serious adverse reactions. Together for a total of nearly 3 million serious adverse reactions annually every single year prescribed by the doctor. Harvard Research has reported that nearly 130,000 of these people are killed each year from taking pharmaceutical drugs just as the doctor prescribed to them. Add on to that. Go ahead. Tell me I was going to add in there. We're talking about pharmaceuticals. Here's the thing. A lot of people don't realize that when people go into the hospital, not that this has anything to do with pharmaceuticals, but when people go into the hospital, this is how much you've got to trust your healthcare system, right? So all the deaths that occur via going into the hospital, 30 to 40%, don't quote me on the exact number, but I do know it's in between 30 to 40% is medical fucking error. Those people die due to medical error. Oh, I'm sure if I look in those studies. 30 to 40%. You imagine one in three chance, bro. You're going to go in and get, say, some basic surgery. One in three chance you're going to survive that surgery. See, I don't doubt that one bit. And I'm sure oh, if well, I it's if, proven fact. Yeah, that's a, that's the, those aren't studies that I dived into since it was just pharmaceutical companies and doctors and stuff like that that I'm looking into. But I wasn't looking at hospitals and how they run and what kind of studies behind that negative agenda is. Scary. I mean, the overall thing is it's just people need to do their own research and understand that, man, people die and everybody gets like, you know, what the fuck happened? You know, he went in for a simple procedure, but the guy died because like pharmaceuticals, the hospital industry is no different. Like they are just corrupt and well, fucked up. And yeah, lots of stuff they do. Lots of, med- lots of medical procedures have error and it's not the right medical procedure to do. Lots of people have surgeries that shouldn't even have them just because doctors want to bill you. Sorry, it's the truth. And then you got then you got to worry about the whole extra twenty to thirty percent that gets staph infections post op, guaranteed. 
one out of four people are going to get staph infection and die from that. So it's fucking stupid, man. Well, Our gr- whole medical career is it's, terrible. It's grim when you look at it, definitely, for sure. Let me keep on with what we're talking about, though. Do it. Okay, so another seven seventy thousand people are killed each year from prescription drug overdoses. So around <laughs> a grand total of two hundred thousand deaths every single year at the hands of pharmaceutical companies. That's what we're looking at. You would think the FDA, our watchdog, who cares about us, the people, right, would be looking at making sure these instances are not taking place. But the reality is much different than what your belief may be. Pharmaceutical companies right now provide the FDA with nearly half of their multi-billion dollar budget. Pharmaceutical companies fund the FDA. Upwards of 75% of the FDA's scientific review budget is coming from the very drug companies they're supposed to be policing. How is that possible? Don't ask me. Is corruption. Collectively, there is an agreement that has... I'm sorry. Collectively, there was an agreement that has done... Wait, I'm missing something here. Got my sentence tongue twisted. Collectively, there was an agreement that was done for pharmaceutical companies that would pay for their drugs to be reviewed called user fees. So you have the resources now to review stuff fast so they can save more lives, right? By getting their drugs out quicker. (laughs) Pharmaceutical companies now have so much influence over the FDA and what they're doing. Nearly 30% of FDA employees leave the FDA and get high-paying jobs at pharmaceutical companies. This goes both directions. Many people who work for pharmaceutical companies leave and get jobs at the FDA. Even the former FDA commissioner, the top office at the FDA, Scott Gottlieb, left the FDA in 2019 and joined Pfizer. Great timing because they're stocking through the roof. The top person at the FDA joined Pfizer just before the pandemic started. Isn't that amazing timing? Perfect. Again, I've already talked about conflict of interest in other cases. Here's another direct conflict of interest with the government and pharmaceutical interacting with one, one another. They shouldn't be doing this. It shouldn't be allowed. We as people should not be allowing this. It should not happen. Because they are definitely profiting from shuffling people around through their companies. Now, the systemic conflicts of interest, the favor dealing, the bribery does not stop there. There's an approval board for physicians working at the FDA who are responsible for reviewing drug companies' data for their drugs and to clear the drugs for approval if they choose to. This board of physicians, in an analysis published in the Journal of Science, found that nearly 40%... 40%, pardon me, of physicians advisors on the FDA approval board received payments from the drug companies at some point after they approved a drug. <laughs> Nearly 40% of the physicians on the review board for various drugs were then paid by pharmaceutical companies after the approval process of the drug was over. At some point after the approval process. 
because you're probably thinking, how is this legal? They got money directly, not to the FDA, but directly to the person on the FDA review board in form of, here's a briefcase full of cash. <laughs> changing ah. hand, changing ha- hands from the drug company to the FDA reviewer. This is called post hoc payment, and it is legal. Oh, yeah, of course. That's what makes it legal. It's called post hoc payment because they do it way after the approval. Like I'm saying, like they usually wait a couple of months after the approval. So it can't, it's not tied to it that, no, I just gave it to him because he's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> good, mob, good mob mentality. It's not even, this stuff is not even hidden. If anybody can find this stuff. It don't have to be nowadays. It's There's literally it, for everything. It, they know people are not going to look for this shit, but this guy did, and that's why I loved his breakdown of all these studies and what he dug into. Like while the drug's up for review, six months from now, you're going to get a check for a hundred thousand, and we need you to pass this. That's basically like the idea of how it works. So yeah. do you think you well, think they're going to be discerning and really put some thought into looking over the drug? Nah, pass it through. I want my hundred. No, they just. I want, want to get paid. Yeah, I want the hundred thousand dollar check or five hundred thousand dollar check or whatever. You know, my house in the Bahamas. You're gonna get me. <laughs> it bribes, conflict of interest, deaths, fines. No one in jail. No businesses shut down. It's the ultimate corruption. I mean, seriously. Need an infinite run of cocaine and hookers. Thank you for providing. <laughs> and they do. <laughs> It's, it's all provided for. Whatever you need, as long as these companies can do their business and make their money. And sometimes they get hit with fines. Big deal. They have fixers come on. They bring on board people to frame things a certain way. And we often don't even know the details of these crimes that they committed because of non-disclosure agreements. You don't really know how dirty it is. A 10-year analysis published in the Journal of American Medical Association association track the negative safety events for FDA approved drugs. The research found that nearly one third of the drugs approved by the FDA have some kind of safety event after reaching the market. One third. Most alarming is that the average time for approval for the post-market safety event being acknowledged is over four years later. It takes years of proof for it to be acknowledged. The weight is on you and me the people to prove that they're hurting us, not on the pharmaceutical company. The system created in such a way that allows for rapid approval of drugs, the likes of which we've never seen before. If we're talking about our current vaccine campaign, we've never seen a formulation go to market and into people's bodies so quickly ever. So there's the facts for you. I'd- well, yeah, I mean, fuck, everybody should know this. They're I mean, basically, they, te- they this is basically saying that they test the drug on you. Wh- whoever took the vaccine, you are being tested. Well, let's see what happens. Everybody, they I don't, don't think they're they, not doing proper testing on the drugs anymore. They don't even do it. But you, but you knew, like so many other people should have known, but they didn't because they don't pay attention. Those, when, when COVID vaccinations came out, they simply said, we don't have time to put this through trials for years and years like they did with Influenza B and all that stuff. Operation even, Warp even Speed. 
Yeah, yeah. Warp speed. Warp speed. Spaceballs. Like you know, when they, when they first when they first pushed the hep the hepatitis drug over in India, and it, Bill Gates. I hate to throw you under the bus. Oh, don't but, don't hate it at all. Know, he needs to be thrown under the bus. He's a yeah. He's, I mean, I mean, you killed like eighty thousand people. He's so killed so many people that, and nobody knows about it. Unless they're in on doing some research, well, they know. He's they know. tested. They, he's tested stuff on people. He's done all sorts of foul vaccine, nasty. Li- he's told people lies, and that. they perfected the drug. But it wasn't because of Bill Gates. It was some doctor in India that perfected it. They brought it over here to America. It wasn't covered by your insurance. But if you had the debilitating disease of Hep B and you wanted to get rid of it. They told you you had to have a, a, a basically a, a bunch of shots over a period of six months and you would be cured. It's true. It's not a lie. It can happen. Here's the thing. 80 grand here in America. That's the cost. 80 that's, grand here in America. And that's a ass kicker, dude. That's a lot of money. And it doesn't cover, no insurance covered it. So you had to pay 80. You want to be free of that disease is going to kill you, give you cirrhosis, and you're going to fucking die. I've seen it. It's terrible. Pay, pay up. I, I pay saw up. a person die from it. It was terrible. I mean, she looked like she was like a thousand weeks pregnant. Like, her liver was so fucked up, and when she died, The main thing, terrible. taking toxins out of your body is your liver. If it shuts down, then all those toxins stay in your body, and you're going to swell up. Right. Round it's, trip. It's got to be horrible. Round trip, go to India, pay, I think the shot there was like seven or eight hundred American dollars. What, you get like four or five thousand dollars total round trip to India and get the shot, be free of it, bam. But here in America, they want to charge you 80 grand. Like, the ba- basically, all you assholes that are driving high BMWs, like you got to be. That's it. That's that's the price. And it's not fair because that shows you that our government and Big Pharma is so connected that they would rather see you die trying to treat it over a long period of time. Because you can treat it and you can stay alive for many years and suffering, turning yellow, watching your eyes turn yellow. Dude, I've seen some fucked up shit. I've seen somebody and with their eyes turn yellow over it. John does. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's just a horrible, slow, painful death. Even with the medications they did have at the time that treated it and basically just prolonged an, <laughs> an agonizing death, like cancer or something like that. It basically, they knew they were going to die. They just had a little more time. It's better to treat an illness than to cure it. That's American culture. It's that's better what we, to treat. That's what we talked about from the beginning. That is the focus exactly. here in America. Is treat it. Don't cure it. Treat it. So let's move forward with our good senses and provide ourselves with extreme caution thinking about all these pharmaceutical companies we've talked about. Because right now, things can be framed in a certain way, making it easier because of our state of divisiveness between one another and out of a state of fear for us all to fight. And I think they want that. They want us to pick a side to be against each other. I literally think that's what they want. 
Now, obviously, there's been a misdirect and COVID has disappeared. Now it's, you know, Russia, Ukraine, whatever. But we can't forget about the last two years of this COVID bullshit. We can't forget what they put us through. So let's go through the COVID-19 vaccines and what they were promised to do. The three things that matter. They were promised to stop the transmission of COVID-19. They would reduce the viral load of COVID-19 cases. They were to reduce severe symptoms associated with COVID-19. Okay, so a study published in the Journal of American Medical Association is one of many demonstrating that COVID vaccines did not successfully stop the transmission of the disease. We all know that now. It doesn't do that. It's not a vaccine. Calling it a vaccine is stupid because it's not can't a vaccine. Have a vac- can't have a vaccine without antibodies, right? Yeah, so it's a treatment, but let's just call it a vaccine because that's what everybody knows it as, right? <laughs> Analysis published in The Lancet is one of the many demonstrating that COVID vaccines did not substantially reduce the viral load either. Okay, that's number two. Third promise, we're witnessing the use of the most unprovable metric to demonstrate effectiveness. When someone is vaccinated and they get COVID, we can test for that. And when someone is vaccinated and they experience a high viral load, we can test for that. But when someone is vaccinated and gets COVID anyway, and then says, at least the vaccine kept me out of the hospital, how could you possibly know that without testing? How? When somebody says, I got COVID after I was vaccinated, but at least it kept me from getting hospitalized or dying, you can't go back in time and remove the shot and then see how their immune, natural immune system would respond to that COVID virus versus the perceived vaccine-derived immune response. You can't compare the two. It's impossible. So, But don't you think it's rewarding? Here's the thing. I got COVID, dude. I never got the vaccinations. I never... I never went down and got the shots because I thought, dude, you know what? Ten years from now, these people are probably going to get cancer, start having two-headed babies. Fuck, who knows? <laughs> Under species. <laughs> we don't know. I mean, you don't know. And they even tell you, dude, the government, the CDC even said they don't fucking know. So, I mean, it's like one of those things. It's like, okay, well, do I want to risk going down and get a shot to prevent what? And I'm diabetic. They say I'm a, I'm I am. You're high risk. You're in the high risk category. Yeah, they say diabetes is like one of the biggest things. Um, there's some uh, several other autoimmune diseases they listed. But here's the thing: I got COVID. I got a bad fucking headache, and I got over it. You yes. know what? I'm, I'm better for it. Moderate the next symptoms. time, the next time some dickhead that has COVID gets around me, guess what's going to happen? You don't get it. I'm going to be like. I'm going to be like, well, even if I did, I'm going to just be like, okay, that's that little eight-hour headache. It's going to be less of a headache. It's going to be less of a headache because you have natural, you got natural immunity. I took took ibuprofen. I went back to sleep. And when I woke up, I was fucking COVID-free. Yeah, okay. We all tested positive COVID for like a month afterwards. But when you're not showing any symptoms and you're not feeling sick. Asymptomatic. That's the beauty yeah, you're just and that's those are the people that never hurt. got counted. Those are the people that never get counted into the uh, any of these metrics or studies either. Yeah, it's a fucking. Joke. They didn't have to go to the doctor. They didn't go to the hospital. They didn't give a shit because they're like you. It's like a cold. It's well, like don't. a headache. It's like I don't care. Well, don't. Well, don't. 
that's the whole thing. Don't fear. fear, fear drove most people to get tested. Fear campaign. Wasn't that the no, number one cause of uh, two? That obesity. Obesity is number one. Fear was number two. Diabetes that's number what, three. Yeah, I'm diabetic. I'm not fat, and all that. So. I'll get. I'll get to that. Trust me, it's coming up. So all how right, do they? So. How, how do they know this? This shit. It's all completely theoretical because what's far more likely is that there are one of the approximately nine out of ten individuals who didn't have severe outcomes from COVID in the first place, like Danny. Most people had mild to no symptoms at all before the vaccines were even in existence, like we're talking about. Most people, upwards of 90%, 9 out of 10 people had moderate to no symptoms at all. Again, the credit goes to the drug based on a preconceived bias, a learned bias about what the drug is supposed to do, not based on it actually being provable beyond a reasonable doubt. I'll get into that with the studies, too, because the studies prove the vaccine effectiveness. (laughs) Lots of stories are, I got two vaccines. I got boosted. You know, people get two, three, four vaccines. Whatever. Boosters or vaccines, the same shit. Then I got COVID, right? So, that's the statement. It would really be, listen... I got COVID after I was vaccinated. What does that mean? It means your vaccine didn't work. So what we have found out through lots of these studies and what I looked up, being unhealthy is the biggest risk for catching COVID or for dying of anything, really. Being fat? Well, I'll get to that. You know, lo- loads of blubber doesn't help. In the United- alert, alert. <laughs> In the United States, approximately 250 million of our citizens are overweight or obese. Over 45% of the citizens are clinically obese right now, and this was actually prior to COVID. The massive jump that has taken place since then, then in obesity rates comes from the CDC looking at obesity rates in children. This is disturbing. Children who are moderately obese, their annual weight gain during COVID, during the shutdowns and lock-ins, doubled. So their annual weight gain, say if they normally would gain 6 pounds, instead it doubled. It was 12 pounds. Ah. Why does does this matter? Obesity is related to about 9 out of 10 leading causes of death in the United States overall most years. It's a huge underlying risk factor for so many issues ranging from heart disease, cancer, to liver disease, and diabetes. Danny, we were just talking about oh, it. You do, well, I mean, you tell everybody, dude. Here's the thing. People want to say men. Then they want to say women. Here's the number one cause of death of everybody. Cardiac arrest. Yep. You know why? Because you're fucking fat. And <laughs> you're fucking you're gonna you're gonna be more likely to die cardiac dude i'm like i'm seriously trained in cpr and there's some people it's like dude okay when you fall down and you're dying you're you're in a cardiac arrest moment you want to have somebody like me next to you so i can save your fat ass from dying (laughs) danny will jump jump on your chest 
I will. I'll definitely put my 210 pounds up and down on your test. But the whole thing is, is like people don't realize you're automatically higher risk for everything. So yes. the studies don't even matter. The studies don't matter. If you're fat, you got problems. Yes. And guess oh. what? COVID is probably the least of your worries. You're right about that. Obesity is so deadly. It's going to shorten your life for sure. You're going to die of something horrible. And it's not COVID that you really need to worry about. COVID is definitely going to be easier for you to catch and have more severe symptoms because of your obesity. But like I just said, I mean, what were the different things I read off? Heart disease, cancer, liver disease, diabetes. So, I mean, Every, well, that, I mean, that's something I think we can agree on is it doesn't matter if you're, and we're not talking about we got a few pounds we needed to shed kind of shit. Like, if you're obese and we know you know you're obese. So, if you're that person, you have so much to fucking worry about. And they try to say that that's like healthy or that's like you can be happy like that. Dude, true. We true, just true. talked about that on the last podcast. Yeah, we just, you're, we just, you're not. We dispelled that myth. It's a lie. Yeah, you're you're not going to be happy. It's like there's a narrative out there where our government and uh, the media and everybody's working together. Pharmaceutical companies, they all want you to be unhealthy. They all want you to abandon eating meat and exercising and being fat is healthy. And I mean, it's just there's so much lies out there right now. It's like they're trying to kill you. They're literally trying to kill you or make you sick so that they, you have to pay more money in to the system. Well, not to name names, man, but like literally like after all the bullshit debacle, finding out that a friend of mine who had just turned 42 dropped dead from a fucking heart attack in their home. Um, it just, it's a proven fact that it doesn't matter. Let's, you can let's be go 42. over this. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It doesn't matter. I mean, if you're ob- obese, or morbidly obese, which is even worse, it doesn't matter what age you're at. It can come get you. So let's go over the numbers. 70 million Americans, wait, let's start off with what you're dealing with. 130 million Americans are diabetic and pre-diabetic right now. 70 million American citizens have digestive diseases. 60% of the population have some degree of heart disease. We have had skyrocketing rates of cancers and autoimmune diseases. About 50 million Americans have new conditions that have never, ever been seen before. The United States healthcare system is a $4 trillion a year suck on the citizens, yet we are the sickest nation in the world by far. We spend the most money, but we're the sickest. Something doesn't add up. These matters in the context of COVID was highlighted in an analysis of over 800 U.S. hospitals published by the CDC. The report found that obesity is the number one risk factor for death from COVID. The second leading risk factor for death from COVID-19 was anxiety and fear-related disorders. Bet you didn't think that. This one points to our tragic state of mental health. Third leading risk factor for death from COVID-19 was diabetes and its related complications. Deadly, predominantly lifestyle-related diseases 
makes accurate reporting for causes of death and hospitalizations a nightmare. According to the CDC, nearly 95% of people who died with a reported COVID-19 infection had an average of four, four pre-existing chronic diseases or comorbidities. That's 95% of people who had COVID-19 on their death certificate had four different problems besides covid so do you think they got you think they got their death count right? <laughs> no, but you know you tell people the you don't thing hear is, this. You don't hear this. The biggest thing about COVID, don't be a pussy. Stop worrying because treat it like a flu or an illness. That like you know, hey man, it's not a big deal. I'm diabetic. I'm still here. I had COVID. Guess what? I didn't cry about it. I didn't worry about it. I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm gonna fucking die. You know, I mean, I love what you're preaching, but it's so hard for people that are indoctrinated by the, they see it on the news every day. They see it on every social media application. They open up on the news and their friends posting about it. So it's fear, fear, fear. It's breeding fucking bullshit and people need to stop worrying so much. Yes. Take it like an illness, man. If you get COVID or... I would treat it yeah. like, like a cold. Yeah, flu kills like, what, 90,000 people a year? I mean, goddamn. Flu, so, was doing, I mean, flu did about the same thing that COVID's done, literally. Mm-hmm. If we got away from all this manipulation of the numbers, flu, it's, COVID's no different than the flu. Probably less potent than the flu, honestly. I think so, I, at least from what I've understood. From what I've experienced. Well, you're going to find out some more interesting shit that I got to tell you. Oh, let's hear it. I got one uh, interesting quote from Dr. Anthony Fauci, which is the biggest liar sack of shit that I can think of in our government. Eh, I love that guy. He's probably not the worst, but he made one true statement here recently before he disappeared in the Russia-Ukraine thing started. He said, the important thing is that if you look at children who are hospitalized, many of them are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. And what we mean by that, if a child goes to the hospital, they automatically get tested for COVID and they get counted as a COVID hospitalized individual when in fact they may go in for a broken leg or appendicitis or something like that. So it's overcounting the number of children who are hospitalized with COVID as opposed to because of COVID. I think that's the only wow. true the only true statement that Fauci ever made, probably. I was going to say, wow, thank you, Fauci, for just incriminating every single fucking person. And he, put- and he said children. That's it, it doesn't have to do. It's not just children. It's women, men, Everybody. adult, every adult that went in that had anything else besides COVID was counted as a COVID case. Didn't well, make a difference. And I know personally from experience, people that went in, a friend of mine's grandfather died. They were like, he died from COVID. They were like, no, he didn't. He had a heart attack. I he had never a- had COVID. But what they were doing is, is they were compensating in the beginning. The government was compensating facilities Hundreds of dollars, if not thousands. Yes, they made it financially. Yes, they made it financially in the best interest of hospitals for them to do it. And they made the medical. It made the medical industry a bunch of fucking liars. Is what it did. They wanted money. 
they some don't care. There are some nurses and doctors that didn't comply, but they lost their jobs. That's interesting too. True. Okay, so Fauci, you said one true thing in his whole life in the government. <laughs> Let's talk about some government officials that lied. How about Dr. Rochelle Walensky? Our data from the CDC today suggests that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, they don't get sick, and that it's just in clinical trials, but it's also in real-world data. Lies. Now let's talk about another lying psycho of shit. President Joe Biden. Here's what he has to say. <laughs> Joey. The various shots that people are getting now cover you. You're okay. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. That's what uh, Biden says. Uh, never mind the fact that Coxsucker has dementia. Yeah, he's got a hand up his ass making him talk. <laughs> I want to be a pup. I want the puppeteer to fucking play in my butthole. <laughs> yeah, we know. Can you believe that we have the leader of the free world saying these kind of lies? Well, it's not a free world for one. That's no. a misconception. Well, you're awake, Danny. Most people well, aren't. You know, everybody hated Donald Trump, but guess what? Maybe now they realize they're gonna, in a worse position. He's going to run again. What's funny is I think Hillary is too, which is going to be the exact oh. same race again. Oh, oh uh, Michelle Obama announced she's going to be running. She'll win. She'll win. Will she? Yeah, and I don't. I don't want her to because she's garbage, just like Obama was. I love. Hey, I love black women of power. That's great. I love. There's I, it's, nothing it's not, wrong with it. Absolutely, but that I, that's fucking great. cunt. But that cunt cannot run our country. No, I'm she sorry. Can't. No, she's she's full of shit. Every politician's full of shit at this point. But I just think President Trump would do a better job than anybody else of stepping up to the plate right now. Well, you know, you never know. Whoopi Goldberg might run. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be another joke. <laughs> <laughs> so. What did happen with all this rhetoric I just was throwing out to you? Fauci saying one truth out of his whole time that we were hearing him on the internet and media. And then this other CDC representative and then President Joe Biden. telling They're, they're straight out telling lies. This stuff, this stuff is parroted incessantly by the media until it became accepted as the truth. The lies. They just keep saying them over and over until everybody's indoctrinated. The enforcement has been since that to test the unvaccinated and not test the vaccinated as if the unvaccinated are the real threat. Common requirement has been to, quote, show your vaccine card or proof of a negative test in order to go to work or go to school or to attend events and so much more in our society. This was a requirement to attend the Super Bowl. It just happened not too long ago. While well, we were, I mean, we were under a state of emergency still when the Super Bowl happened. But listen, tens of thousands of people went into that building unmasked, screaming their face off, drinking beer, eating wieners, all having a great time. But <laughs> the next day, children all over had to go to school and sit with their mask on their face for seven hours under this same state of emergency. So why? 
I mean, they do the same thing with like uh, flights out of America for a while. They were saying basically, if you were a citizen of America and wanted to fly to London or Brazil or wherever the fuck you wanted to go, if you did not have a vaccination card, you could not attend that flight. It's, it's it's so much stuff not based on science fact. It's science fiction. It is it weird is. that is it weird the UK never once professed that they were like you know what if you if you want to come out of Ireland or Denmark or even fucking Belfast it didn't matter where it didn't matter they were just like it's okay you know you go do your thing everything's cool. But America was all like, no, if you don't have this vaccination and you can't prove that you've had it, then you can't go overseas. What are you going to do? I mean, is it going to make it any worse if you fly to Brazil? Brazil's fucked up anyways. But I mean, if you go to Ireland or England. None of this stuff matters. I mean, it it would have been made sense had they been like, well, we don't want dickheads coming out of China. They're all probably American, but, you know, when COVID first happened. Listen, you had a headache. I had flu symptoms when I caught it. Most people don't have any severe symptoms. Most people don't die. Most people are asymptomatic, honestly, and they never got tested. So this thing is not a threat. Now, if people were dropping dead all over the place, I would say shut the world down and figure this out. Until we do, everybody that's a possible spreader, we got to stop it because people are dying. We're millions, of people, millions of people are dying. Didn't that's, they, though? They did didn't that. They, like, they just shut it down and didn't work, right? I know they did, but that wasn't. we didn't have an epidemic of that specificity where people were I dying. I mean, you... you you and I were back at ID Technology at the time when this hit. Yeah, and we know and they exaggerated the numbers too. So the the people they said absolutely. died, it's way over exaggerated. I think what really broke the mold is when they brought this guy on. I remember I got into podcasting at that point and was very into it. Uh, a very prominent Olympic runner came down with COVID and said he felt like death, like he couldn't even get out of bed. Like I almost felt after hearing that from him, I, and millions of people heard it. I think it kind of sold that thing is like, Oh my God, an Olympic runner, this guy. who Oh, the prime, prime healthy person got it and was about to die. Right. Right. And I, even I was like, I don't buy into your bullshit, man. Maybe you're just a pussy. Maybe you shouldn't be an Olympic runner. Maybe I should be an Olympic runner, not you. I don't know. There's but a huge, whatever it is. But there is a huge influence that you can't overlook, Danny. Even people that are super healthy like this runner you're talking about can have their immune system lowered by constant fear being pushed on them. And I'll get into the science of that in a minute. Okay. The, well, that makes sense because I don't understand how this guy could have been. He might. I been, mean, I went. He I might went have been, through it myself. He might I'm have been. Just like, I don't he, get it. What we got to take into consideration when we talk about all the corruption that we did in the beginning with pharmaceutical companies is it feasible that somebody could be paid off to make a story up and sell it? Or maybe there's just <clears throat> some people are fucking pussies and some aren't. 
I don't know. But again, I'm not going to blame people because I have anxiety issues and I know how bad fear can cripple you if you're fucked up by it. So it can literally manifest in your body and make you weaker, make your immune system weaker. Did you have COVID? Yes. And you beat it? Yes. With all your anxiety. Here you are today. So, I mean, maybe... I'm very healthy, though. I go Maybe. take care of myself. Yeah, in the gym. you are. I eat healthy. Yeah, you're probably the most healthy person I know. I'll say that. So, even still, you beat it. I beat it. We both have dispositions that would lead us to be the latter, like not beat it. But we did beat it. Right. Because the two leading things that were, it was obesity, and that's not me or you, then... Fear, me, I have an anxiety disorder, then you are number three leading risk for dying from COVID, diabetes. Right. So me and you oh, well, fall into that category, the top three reasons for dying from COVID, but we didn't die. That's true. I don't fear death. I welcome it. Yeah. COVID, come get us. We're ready. Please. Hit me. COVID, grow in strength and become mighty and actually turn into a killer so you can take us out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so interesting here. I think we kind of blew by this earlier, but the flu may make a comeback. (laughs) I know. Okay, here's a bulletin from a well-respected media organization. (laughs) ABC News says, flu is making a comeback in the U.S. after an unusual year off. Now, I did not know that flu could take a year off. Did you, Danny? No. I mean, the flu must have said, I don't want to catch COVID. I heard that stuff's really bad. I'm going to go hide out for a little bit until this COVID epidemic is over, and then I'll come back out and start infecting people again. (laughs) So, yeah, flu just took a break for a little bit. You know, I'm sure that it wasn't COVID in disguise or being misdiagnosed. God, what a bunch of shit. Okay, so now we want to keep going with the science, the facts, the data that we actually have. So many lies. The susceptible public who is just looking to people for a solution people they trust that blatantly lie to us. Well, tell those people to trust us because we're all about breaking it down and finding out the truth. Well, what's funny about this is when you see all the lies and then, like I said a while ago, towards the end of the COVID thing before the Russia-Ukraine things hits, what happens? Fauci comes out and makes a true statement. But they don't. It's a, it's a, they don't apologize for all the shit they said. They just keep doubling down on the stupidity. In most cases, Fauci. That was rare that he made a statement like that. No, 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 and it's understandable. It's. I don't think it's rare. I think it was. It was meant to be, kind of thing. It's like, hey, you've been doing this for so long. Two years. Yeah. We could. We could. No, like hundreds of years. We could shake yeah, yeah. our hand it's before COVID. You're right. We could shake our hand over here and say, look at us, look at, look at my left hand while my right hand is doing something different. Okay. 
it's a misdirection. It's always been that way. People are fucking stupid. They're sheep, they're cattle, whatever you want to call them. They want to believe what media is telling them. But the fact is, is that every time you're faced with media, the palm of my hand shows it. While I'm over here with my other hand doing something else to manipulate and make you think this is important. It's not. It's not important. COVID, all that bullshit, it's a joke. It's a, it's just a misdirection is all it is. We got shit going on all over the world right now. You talk about the shit with Russia and Ukraine, stuff like that. There is an impending possible World War III. We don't know. But I'm not the only one that said it. Alex Jones has talked about it. It's been on so many other podcasts, people talking about it, saying that, man, motherfucking people just don't get it. Like, they, they're they going to be the ones that are going to be, like, misinformed because they listen to bullshit Channel 5 or CNN or whatever's going on. And guess what? In the end, they're going to find out. They're going to be the last that are informed with real antics, the real shit that's going on. But it is what it is, man. You know, it is you, what you it can is. Tell pe- you can tell people a million times over, dude. I am literally empathetic now because I feel like most people are indoctrinated. They're literally brainwashed because I watch day in, day out as I pass TVs, as I open up my phone, whatever it is, I keep seeing the same stuff that all these people believe. So I understand how they get indoctrinated into their beliefs. They think it's the truth because they see it over and over again. They don't know well, to think for themselves. You're buying, think about being buying to Google. Like I get information from Google every day. Hey, guess what's happening in the world today? Dude, nine times out of 10, I know it to be bullshit every fucking time. It's just, they want you to pay attention to what they're saying. It's the, it's the, oh, there's a world crisis, blah, blah, blah. Now all of a sudden, COVID is not that important because people realize, hey, you know what? If I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. I go get my vaccinations. Maybe I feel better for doing that in the end. Dude, you're not going to feel better for it. Ten years from now, if you tell me that, great. If you're still alive and not dying from some (laughs) horrible disease. Right. So let's move on to the studies then. Since we're talking about vaccines, let's talk about the studies. Because there are studies about these vaccines. Most of the information is being buried, I believe, for 70 years. Kind of like the JFK assassination, once again, was resealed to where it can't be put out to the public. It's one of those things where you go, if they're hiding it, if they don't want you to know about it, then there's some information that is crucial for you to know that would change your idea of who the pharmaceutical companies and the government are forever if you found out the truth. Like with the JFK assassination, they keep resealing the information. You know, it's confidential, cannot be released. How long ago was JFK assassinated? I was in the 60s. So 60 years ago? Oh, yeah. And they still can't tell us the truth about what happened? It's They keep resealing no, they, the files? They, I mean, they, 
the government promised in uh, 2007, I do believe, that they would release all documentation. But you and I both know, and I think that uh, Steven Spielberg and so many other people have been fighting of, this conflict. It's Oliver almost been Stone. like a life debauchery. Yeah. Oliver Stone, he's been very passionate about it. He just released another and documentary. They, I it. saw one of his uh, the things that he did, and he just released I a brand understand. new one on, on HBO. Unfortunately, I don't have HBO, so I can't watch it. I would, but forget about JFK. But anyways, there's an idea of what you're up against here. So they've locked down the results of these vaccines from the tests the the real descriptive stuff that would probably be incriminating against these companies for a long long time but some studies did leak out and have been represented in the public so the main thing we're talking about with these vaccines that I want you people to know about out there is the absolute risk reduction it's the most useful and appropriate way of presenting research results especially for the general public who have no experience in discerning the difference in clinical trial outcomes. So what is that? What was the absolute risk reduction of the RMNA vaccines found to be in clinical trials? In other words, what would be the effectiveness of the vaccines to protect you as an individual in the real world? That's what we're talking about. The absolute risk reduction of the Pfizer vaccine wasn't 95%, which is what their claim was in the beginning. It wasn't 50%. It wasn't 10%. It it wasn't 1%. (laughs) The vaccine was a very unimpressive 0.7% absolute risk reduction. So there's another big lie that there's indicated... Yeah, there's some truth to you. Now, how about Moderna? Did they do better? Their vaccine is a right one, 1.1% risk, risk reduction. So, a little bit better than Pfizer, but we're talking minuscule numbers here. It's far from the 90% effectiveness that was a lie about the relative risk reduction found in their clinical trial data. It's misleading to say the least what if the news anchors and health officials were to look right into the camera and say you can look forward to less than one percent risk reduction from the new pfizer vaccine and you can look forward to 1.1 percent risk reduction from the real world data on the new moderna vaccine it would obviously not inspire Sign me up. yeah obviously they don't they don't do that because many people would not run out and get vaccinated they would not inspire a lot of us to trust the pharmaceutical company it would make us have skepticism and inquiry so they don't they don't report on that the vaccine clinical trials did not show a significant reduction in your risk of contracting COVID-19 and did not show a significant reduction in being hospitalized or dying from COVID. The trials only showed a slight effectiveness in the case of Pfizer in preventing you from having a mild to moderate COVID infection. That is all. Now let's go to Israel because they did a huge vaccination surge over there. More than anybody else in the world, they got more vaccinations than anybody. Makes sense. Israeli people. 
Max vaccination oh. campaign by vac- by Pfizer. The researchers reported a relative risk reduction of 94%, which is the same as what they claimed in clinical trials. How's that? Well, one of the most prestigious medical journals, The Lancet, found that the absolute risk reduction for the Israeli population was tested. The absolute risk reduction for the vaccines was 0.46, which was, again, comparable to less than 1%, what I just told you, here in the States. So they're lying. Again, the control clinical trial data did not conclude that the vaccine prevented hospitalization, severe disease of de- or death, nor did the data conclude prevention of the infection and transmission potential. This is precisely why it wasn't a surprise that the vaccines don't stop the spread of COVID. There was nothing to indicate they would. They just got on TV and started saying they would. That's not cool. And so to hear this shit from the head of the CDC that this vaccine is going to stop COVID, it's going to stop transmission, you're not going to get the disease, that's going right past logic to hit you past any of your filters and go to your heart and cause you to be afraid. They want you to be afraid so you'll go get the vaccine. Right? That's what I get. Well, I mean, that's it. Fear is um, like they. They say fear is a mind killer, and that's the whole thing. If you got a, a divided country, you've conquered it, plain and simple. And that's what we're experiencing with everything, not just COVID, everything. People yeah. are divided, and they can't. It, it's stupid. It doesn't even make any sense to me, man. Like, I mean, get the disease, get over it, be stronger. <clears throat> It's you can it's see proven. this. You can see this divisiveness beyond COVID with race, with gender, with all sorts of things, and it's being pushed by the government and by the media. And they're trying to keep us all separated and in different camps, so we'll fight. And I don't know if they want a civil war in this country or what they want, but they're trying to get us all against one another. Uh, that's another I'm agenda. Surprised. Yeah, really. I was gonna say I, I'm not I'm not surprised at this point they don't say like black people are the cause of COVID. Just to start you just a war. Don't know. Just to start a war in America. Yeah. Yep. Okay, here's another report for you, published in the Journal of Science. It noted that the incidence of myocarditis in young men in Israel after their vaccination was five to twenty five times higher than the background rate without being vaccinated. That's scary. Because that's, ah. that's blood clots and heart attacks, people. Myocarditis. It's explained away as things like, oh, it's waning protection. You just need another vaccine. Or you just need triple vaccines. Or you need a quadruple vaccine. <laughs> that's going to solve the issue. Keep paying us. Just keep taking yeah, vaccines. Keep paying until, us money. Yeah. Or it's because the <laughs> vaccine, the vaccine's not effective against a new variant that just came out. So they always explain this away with bullshit. It's a bullshit narrative to hide the fact that their vaccine does nothing but give you bad side effects. You don't get any benefit from it. Unless you want well, to consider unless you want to consider 1% uh benefit of reduction of symptoms a benefit. I don't consider that a benefit. Well, well I mean imagine dude if you're you know one of those people who went down and got your shots 
whether you had insurance or not, doesn't matter. Say you got two shots plus a booster, that's what, $750 times, I don't know, 200 it's, and something million Americans that got it? It's twisted, dude. It's twisted. That's a fuckload of money, dude. Oh, they've, my they've, God, that's they've a already fuckload made, of money. They've already made billions, and... Absolutely. I got some funny... Not, not funny, but disturbing stuff to tell you up and coming about the future, <laughs> the, the future of COVID vaccines, where it's going to fall into our lives. What's the plan? Take my, okay, take but, my special pill. Yeah, it's beyond. There's a pill coming, and there's also uh, inclusion <laughs> of uh, these vaccines to be included in the yearly schedule. Now, I'll get to that though. But let's stay on track here with another report that the public hasn't heard about published by the public health of England, public health of England on the alarming death rate of hospitalized patients who were vaccinated. The death rate among fully vaccinated patients was 26 out of 4,087 patients. The death among amongst unvaccinated patients was 34 out of 35,521. So, to break it down, the death rate amongst fully vaccinated patients was 6.6 times higher than their unvaccinated patients in that study at that hospital. You didn't hear a peep about this anywhere in the world. That's amazing, nope. right? It's amazing. They just shut it down. And now, natural immunity is being attacked. I'm sure you've noticed that it's like almost illegal to talk about natural immunity during the COVID incidents. Now it's it's lightened up. It's not a big deal anymore. But immunity, natural immunity has been what has helped humanity survive well over 99.9% of things that we have faced as a civilization throughout our evolution as human beings. It's not a question of whether or not natural immunity is a real thing. But it has been vilified and people have literally been banned from social media platforms, the poster censored, the platforms like Facebook and Instagram and even YouTube that have really been hyper aggressive in censoring information that was related to natural immunity. It's the craziest thing that we have had to validate natural immunity and not put the same level of intensity into validating the effectiveness of these brand new novel vaccines that human beings have never interacted with before throughout evolution and just act like it's gospel, like they're some magical thing that we got to put all of our faith and trust in. Right? Yeah, fuck the, yeah, fuck the truth. Yeah, it's right? just vaccines are the way. <laughs> Don't talk about natural immunity. It's not true. It's not going to help you. And nat calling it natural immunity is funny too because it's just your immune system. It's never been called natural immunity before in my life. I've never heard. It's just your immune system. Yeah, I think everybody has to adapt. It's to like we have to call it, call it natural. I think I think we've all proven since they found out that like kind of like how antibiotics was like configured, you know, the guy felt like he failed. Guess what, dude? He created something great. But here's the thing: even with all the antibiotics in the world, dude, your natural immune system is tolerable, and that's what people don't seem to understand. Like. There's certain cases that an antibiotics can save your lives, but in most cases, you don't need antibiotics when they're prescribed. It's over-prescribed, and then it makes you weaker. Absolutely. 
it's one of the worst overprescribed drugs there is now. Because you, hey, you, we have symbiosis. You got sniffles. Yeah, you got sniffles. Let's give you antibiotics. You got a, a descended fucking testicle. Let's give you antibiotics. Whatever <laughs> it may be. Right. I it's mean, overdone. It's way it. overdone. Yes. It's way overdone. So we have symbiosis with with uh, bacteria in our body. We have good bacteria. We have bacteria we don't need to kill. And if we're always taking antibiotics, we kill off the healthy bacteria that we have in our stomach and in our intestines and in our brain. They're all throughout our body in places that science is still discovering. We need them. And that antibiotics kill everything, good and bad, which causes loads of problems when you're off that antibiotic cycle. So anyways... The heart of the conversation back to what we're talking about is the pharmaceutical companies want to profit in this instance of talking about natural immunity and to literally bury it like it's not even a thing anymore. You can you can't have it. They don't want you to talk about natural immunity. You have to take the drugs. It's no coincidence at the same time pharmaceutical companies provide billions of dollars every year to government agencies and to drug reviewers and to individuals inside of governments. Two-thirds of the United States Congress members received a check from pharmaceutical companies in 2020. It's not a coincidence that these same pharmaceutical companies spend tens of billions of dollars each year educating our doctors, cajoling doctors into using their products that largely do not fix health issues. It's not just a coincidence that these same pharmaceutical companies provide billions of dollars in funding to major media outlets who significantly influence public perception. The tens of billions of dollars that were made from the first series of vaccinations weren't enough. When they failed the first time, their framing just shifted to, you just need another, another booster. And everybody got to stop saying another booster. It's just another vaccine. It's the same crap you put in your body the first time. It's not a booster. It's another vaccine exposure for your body that we don't know what the outcome is going to be for. And now we're in the process of approval of having seasonal COVID vaccines added to the rotation. That's what I was talking about a while ago. So, yeah, they're not I heard ad- about that. Yeah, they they don't admit to any of this shit. They're not saying, hey, you know what? We said would happen, didn't happen. We made a mistake. We're going to take accountability for it. That's not historically what people who are working in powerful positions and the government positions do. They just shift to the next story. They're not going to acknowledge how much they messed up and all the people that have been hurt in the process. You point attention to the next story, which we know is Russia, Ukraine. Boom. Misdirection. Misdirection. What we've been talking about. Right. A little bit here and there. Uh, So here we go. I got another study for you. A study published by the CDC looking at an outbreak cluster in Massachusetts. They they discovered in this outbreak cluster, after testing everybody, 
74% of the cases were fully vaccinated individuals and 80% of the people hospitalized were fully vaccinated individuals. Now, were all the stories about this in the media? No. Why didn't health officials or at least the head of the CDC, the very entity that published this report, come out and say, hey, guys, it looks like we might have gotten it wrong. The effectiveness of the vaccine, it's not true. It doesn't stop the spread of COVID. No, you didn't hear shit about it. It's just another report that this guy found proving that the vaccines are BS. They don't do anything. They don't prevent anything. Fear. Well, I, I, th- Fear. I think if anything, I think if anything, it makes people feel better about their agenda, their day-to-day lives. I've, I've talked to people who've had the vaccinations, and even my oldest son had them. And it's, the whole thing is, I think it makes them feel comfortable, but what is going to happen? Five, ten years down the road. For That's me what it's. I almost hate giving this report out to people because the fact of the matter is, loads of people have had this vaccination, and then they're going to go, "Oh my God, what have I done?" Because you can look up these results for yourself in whatever Journal of Medicine, CDC studies, FDA reports. They're all accessible until they're not, but for right now, they are. So fear, we talked about fear as one of the main things that pushes you and, and drives you into getting these vaccines. It's a negative mental state based on fear and anxiety that can have devastating impact on your body. As noted in a CDC study we covered earlier, looking at 540,000 plus COVID-19 patients and finding that the second leading risk factor for death from COVID was anxiety and fear-related disorders. There's a cascade of stress-related hormones being produced by your body that can damage your cells, increase systemic inflammation, and tear your system down from the inside out if fear and anxiety are not managed in a healthy way. Now, what happens when people are inundated with fear and anxiety for months on end? It dramatically suppresses your immune function. So, has the media and fear-mongering politicians been complicit in the poor outcomes that have been seen by our citizens? Well, you probably know the answer to that. Fear can literally kill. It's in the study from CDC. So, there's fear for you and a breakdown of that. What should you really fear? Definitely not the shit that's right in front of you, but, you know. Definitely not COVID. Don't fear that shit, people. Fear the vaccines. The data that we have revealed a plethora of serious adverse events from vaccines on a scale that we have never seen before, from myocarditis in young people to abnormalities in reproductive health in women, which is noted by the NIH the National Institute of Health here in America, themselves who are funding the studies to see what's going on. Why have so many women had abnormalities in their menstrual cycle post-vaccination? The data that we have is quite alarming and analysis of the vaccine adverse events reporting system, VAERS, many people have heard of that, that is conducted by viral immunologist Dr. Jessica Rose 
is co-run by the CDC and the FDA, and it found that over a 1,100% increase in adverse events from the COVID-19 vaccines in 2021 versus the number of adverse events from all vaccines combined in the past 10 years. That's fucking huge. 1,100% increase in adverse events from the COVID-19 vaccines versus the last 10 years of all vaccines combined. Think about that, people. What does that tell you? And we hadn't even had a lot of time for these vaccines to really sink in because they hadn't been tested before they were stuck in everybody. Ah, guinea pigs. People deserve a fair risk-benefit analysis for true informed consent. Citizens deserve to make decisions that they feel good about based on evidence that's true and it's not being provided to them. And that's it. That is all of the studies that I have from Sean Stevenson from the Model Health Show. Broken down and it's a doozy. It's some sick stuff to go through. I mean, none of it yeah. was po- none of it's positive. There's not a single shred of that that was positive. It's all so negative. Yeah. I don't think that was his goal. It's just more about being. It's the truth. It's that who who deserves the truth? The people deserve the truth. You're all being lied to by pharmaceutical companies, by government, by the media. It's. It's all scripted out. It's like they're all on the same page together, holding hands, passing money back and forth to each other. It's all corruption at the utmost highest fashion it possibly could be. It's and it's so despicable and evil. I don't even know what to say. It just makes you sick going through all this stuff. And I hate to bear be the bearer of bad news to people that have had these vaccines and didn't know this information because it's been hidden from them but there's studies proving they don't do anything good they basically only do bad stuff to you and we don't even know the full extent of the bad side effects that are going to be coming on to these people for years to come because they weren't weren't properly tested I think a lot of people it's just a comfort thing and maybe it gives them comfort now maybe 5-10 years down the road they find out you know what? I well, shouldn't have done that, but guess what? Now I've got cancer or some fucked up debilitating disease, and you can't you can't go back, dude. That's just it. You're fucked. Well, I mean, that's you did one what of, you that's, done. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we see rising is uh, cancers, autoimmune diseases, all these things, just outrageous new stuff that nobody's ever seen before. It's happening, and it's it's going to get worse throughout the years, I suspect, just from the trends in all of our healthcare community. So, hey, I mean, what else is there to say about it, Dan? I mean, it's diabolical, it's evil, it's twisted. There could be a great movie based on the pharmaceutical industry and the, the government's involvement in it and the FDA and the CDC and all these people. It's twisted. The media is complicit, too. They're involved as well. 
They're tied in because they only report what they want them to report. They don't tell the truth. They're controlled for sure. Yes, obviously. So I don't know if you have any other tasty tidbits to throw on top of that, but I'm about to puke. All right. Just reading Uh, all that makes me want to barf. I mean, I feel so horrible reading all that. I mean, just so it sums up the the way society is today and, and unfortunately the way our government treats us, it's terrible, it's shitty. Most people don't care. They're going to go about their lives and do their normal thing, and that's fine. But ultimately, that's what podcasting is about. It's about being informative. So. Yeah. I mean, whether you choose to understand and believe, that's all on you. You don't have to believe, but the truth is right there. I read the journals that these come from, the studies directly that you can go look up yourself. I read it all. Where it came from, what studies I was reading, I told you where you can go get it. Yeah, it's it's factual. It's all fact-based. I didn't make up none of this stuff. It's all from some scientific study. That is not being shared with the public. So it's out there if you want to look it up. I didn't make it up, people. There's going to be a lot of people that still choose to believe that they live a peachy life and everything is great. And that's fine, man. Whatever. When you're dead and I'm still living, I'll just be like, well, maybe you should have listened. I don't know. But whatever. Yeah, we could be doing this podcast twenty years from now, dude, and probably half those listeners may be dead. We don't know. So, twenty years from now, we may not be allowed to do podcast. Freedoms, freedoms, freedoms are disappearing every year, and people don't realize the more you lose, the more complicit you are in giving away your freedoms. You never get them back. You're never gonna get stuff back from the government. You lose it, it's gone. So stop, stop. We got to stop believing all this bullshit and we got to demand more from these large companies, especially pharmaceutical companies. We got to demand more from our government. We got to stop being complacent and just letting them all run over us. That's my message to end this with. That's just people standing up like they should have done a hundred years ago. Stand up and say, we're not going to fucking take it. It's like the Magna Carta. Eventually, people got sick of the fucking king, and they said, you know what? Here's the new rules. you got to sign this shit, or we're going to overthrow you. We're not going to be... We're not going to put up with the king anymore. That's right. Bring King John into it. That's right. And you know what that was over? You know what that was over? That was over 15% taxes was too much for the people. They couldn't take it. We deal with probably 70 to 80% of your... Actual income being taxed when it's finally all calculated. You most people think it's fifteen to twenty percent. No, it's so much more. There's so much hidden taxes that I found out about that people don't calculate into their income. That's a whole nother oh. thing to talk about. But people got so pissed off about their taxes that the Magna Carta was brought to the king who signed it and then he you know, rebuked it, and then he he went back to his old ways eventually. But uh, it's so funny what will eventually drive a public to demand change. 
Can you believe it was 15% of their taxable income back then being being taken from them? Drove the people to all stand up for a change. Now, look at what we will put up with. When's it going to come to the point where we demand for change? I believe that in that one instance that King John died from an STD that was incurable. (laughs) You know what? Was it syphilis? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. That'll drive you mad. Like Napoleon Bonaparte, so many others that thought they were ahead of their time. Boy, they didn't know. Well. Shouldn't have fucked all them whores. It's definitely, they didn't have condoms back then. <laughs> they, they didn't have condoms back then and they didn't know about this stuff. And then, hey, what do you know? STDs yeah. come and get you. That's a good thing for all leadership. Know that. Beware. There's always something horrible <laughs> waiting for you. There's always something evil waiting to get you. <laughs> Hopefully, the American people can actually stand up and start thinning for themselves. They should have done it 120 years ago. Well, and it, I, I, I'll end with this. One thing I hope you realize from me and Danny talking about all this trash today. You see all the lies, all the deception, all the evil, all the misdirection of the media. Everybody's complicit in it. All of a sudden, COVID disappears and magically this Russia-Ukraine thing appears. Do you not think the worldwide complicit nature of all these different corporations and governments and the media all working together on these lies has anything to do with the Russia and Ukraine thing going on right now? Do you not think you need to look a little deeper into what's going on? If they tell you Russia is evil and Ukraine is good, do you not think you need to look a little bit deeper into what's going on? After all the stuff I just showed you right here, right now about the COVID pandemic, I think you better look look deeper. It could be a whole other topic, man. It could be a whole other... It could be Ukraine is the evil person and Russia is the good guy. I tend to think the opposite of whatever they're presenting is probably the truth. I know that's controversial statement, but that's what I tend to believe now. Well, maybe we can go at that another time. Yes, it's a, we'd have to I do it another to, time. I will definitely tend to disagree. Well, but. Putin, Putin, yeah. I mean, that's, that, yeah, let's not even get started on it. We need to end this one. So, uh, thank you, Danny, for joining in. And uh, as, all, as always, it's, it's fun to have you join in and insert your knowledge and opinions on the subject material at hand. I know this was a lot of just shit that I had to read off on these studies and stuff. So, I thank you for your patience and everybody out there. Thank you for listening in on this episode. And as always, we'll be back for another one. And I don't know uh, what the subject material will be, but maybe Dan will join us for another one. Hopefully he will. Always. Hey, whenever you can, you're more than welcome to. So love you guys out there in podcast land. Until next time, we're out. Peace. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice.
or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all of this at your own risk. <laughs>